0: The idea of the canal lay at the center of the contentious national issue of internal improvements, what we would nowadays call infrastructure investment. What was needed? Who would pay? Who profit? Federalists saw in improvements a path to national prosperity. Republicans, followers of Jefferson, unrelated to today's GOP, agreed only in part. They were skeptical about big government. Federalists dreamed of national support for markets and commerce. Republicans favored states' rights and a nation of yeoman farmers. The issue was a pressing one. The size of the republic made it difficult to control from Washington. A murky 1805 plot by former Vice President Aaron Burr to carve out a new nation in the Southwest emphasized the point The ambition of Southerners to turn the middle of the continent into a slave-holding empire worried Northerners. A canal to Lake Erie would provide a convenient link between the coast and the interior. It would also make it easier for anti-slavery New Englanders to populate the Middle West. The New York State Legislature voted to form a seven-man commission that included Clinton, a Jeffersonian Republican, Governor Morris, a Federalist, and Stephen van Rensselaer, a landed Dutch patroon from Albany. James Geddes came along to show the commissioners the details of his 1808 survey. The men were to look over the state of navigation to the west and explore the possibility of some kind of artificial waterway. The state footed the bill for the trip with a grant of $3,000. The travelers brought along wine, cigars, and a trunk full of books, including a well-thumbed edition of Jesse Hawley's Hercules essays. DeWitt Clinton had learned politics at the knee of his uncle George Clinton, New York's first governor. DeWitt had been elected to the U.S. Senate at thirty-one. He had also served several terms as mayor of New York City. He was known for his stature, more than six feet tall and powerfully built, and his hauteur of manner. Newspapers called him Magnus Apollo. Now forty-one, Clinton was no shallow politician. He was rational and curious, highly educated, concerned about the poor, opposed to slavery and to imprisonment for debt. He promoted New York's schools and libraries and pushed for scientific improvements in agriculture. The canal would become both his obsession and his lasting legacy. Governor Morris had lived an event-filled life in his fifty-eight years. Like Clinton, a native of New York City, He had served in the Continental Congress during the Revolution. At the Constitutional Convention, he had helped organize the founding document and had penned the famous preamble, We the People. He had served as minister to France, openly bedded a succession of French women, and witnessed the chaotic revolution there firsthand. The aging bachelor, whom enemies considered irreligious and profane, was now starting a new life. He had recently married a thirty-five-year-old Virginia gentlewoman who had fallen on hard times and taken a job as his housekeeper. Morris was an enthusiastic canal booster who had dreamed of a New York waterway as far back as the 1790s, although he had lost his left leg in an accident. He had limped on his awkward wooden replacement to northern and western New York to speculate in frontier land. A canal would benefit his purse, but he had his eye on far grander results. "'As yet, my friend, "'we only crawl along the outer shell of our country,' "'he had written to a friend in 1800. "'The proudest empire in Europe "'is but a bauble compared to what America will be.'" Morris and Van Rensselaer both decided to make the entire journey by carriage, leaving it to the others to explore the existing waterways. Morris brought his bride along, They would enjoy one of the earliest Niagara Falls honeymoons, and, in a separate carriage, his French chef and a hired English painter to record the scenery. All the men wore frock coats and square-crowned beaver hats. Morris sported knee breeches, hopelessly old-fashioned now that pantaloons had become standard for men. Clinton and his group started from Albany in early July 1810. Travel in flat-bottomed boats... Showed them the drawbacks of the Mohawk River as their crew struggled to pull the vessels upstream. They found that the